0: We'd like to welcome you back to part five of our current event and weekly Bible study for August 23rd, 2015. Getting right back into it, um, this next report is entitled, Muslim Rapist Openly Admits the Koran Not Only Gives Me the Right to Rape You, It Condones It and Encourages It. And I, I, I couldn't agree more that the Koran that the does say that. This supposed book of peace, this wonderful book of peace... Condones and 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 absolutely it does. Now this this part, some of the stuff is somewhat graphic. Um, you might not want your children to hear this, but I'm going to say it because this is going on to little Christian and Yazidi girls over in that region, and Christians need to know about the level of depravity that is going on against them. So, warning: graphic. You might want to pause it. Okay. So, in the moments before he raped the 12-year-old girl... Now, I'm sanitizing this, too. I've sanitized this. Uh, in the moments before he raped the 12-year-old girl, the Islamic State fighter took the time to explain what he was about to do was not a sin because the preteen girl practiced a religion other than Islam. The Quran not only gave him the right to rape her, it condoned and encouraged it, he insisted. And it does. I've read you the Bible... Or the... <laughs> Bible... The Quranic verses on that before. So he bounds her hands and gagged her. Then he knelt beside the bed and and prostrated himself in prayer. So he has a little bit of Brill Cream religion. He prostrates himself in prayer before getting on top of her. When it was over, he knelt to pray again, bookending the rape with acts of religious devotion. Isn't that satanically wonderful? You know, bookending it <laughs> with the rape with acts of religious Islamic devotion. She said, I kept telling him it hurts, please stop, said the girl whose body is so small an adult could circle her waist with two hands. He told me that according to Islam, he's is allowed to rape an unbeliever. He said that by raping me, he is drawing closer to God oh he is he's drawing closer to his god satan yeah he is true yeah and when he's in hell burning for eternity and in a lake of fire guess what you devil you get to relive this over and over and over again through her eyes you're gonna love it you stinking devil i i just don't believe people like this can get saved i i i just think it's it's I know God with God all things are possible, but th- this level of depravity, you just don't see a lot of pedophiles going up to altar calls saying, God miraculously saved me. Because I think there's a line you cross with God. And child molestation, especially when you're saying God condones it and God encourages it and God likes it and he's drawing closer to God, I think you might have crossed the line on that one. So he's drawing closer to, to his God, Allah, she said in an interview alongside her family in a refugee camp. This is a girl that had got away. Thank God. Um, she was in captivity for 11 months, having this done to her probably every day. The systemic rape of women and girls from the Yazidi religious minority has become deeply enmeshed in the organization and the radical theology of the Islamic State, which to which our country's done practically nothing to help at all. They like it. They like it. You know, not when I say we like it, I'm saying that Obama does. The Obama regime and his handlers, they love this. It's become deeply enmeshed in the organization, the radical theology of the Islamic State in the years since the group announced it it was reviving the slavery as an institution. Interviews with 21 women and girls who recently escaped the Islamic State as well as been an examination of the group's official communications illuminate how the practice has been enshrined in the group's core tenets. So then we have the next report. Disturbing details have come to light about the ordeal faced by American aid worker Kayla Mueller, who was captured by the Islamic State and repeatedly raped by the terror organization's self-proclaimed caliph, Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. A Yazidi eyewitness who also suffered sexual assault apparently told American officials of Mueller's torture and rape. We were told Kayla was tortured and that she was the property of al-Baghdadi. We were told that in June by the government. Kayla's parents, Carl and Marsha Mueller, confirmed to ABC News. They told us that he married her. And we all know what that means. Carl Mueller told the Associated Press. ISIS held the 26-year-old uh, uh, American girl from Arizona for some 18 months before she was killed. The Yazidi said Mueller, this, this girl, God bless her. The Yazidi girl told, said that Mueller refused to escape with her and others because she could endanger them as she was more easily recognizable. So the girl escaped and told her story, but Mueller escaped with him because she was afraid she'd give him away because she looked American. She was more easily recognizable. So she, so she never tried to, to, to do that. And then it goes on to say she also cared for other captives during their time together. What a sweet baby. God bless her. I I pray to God she was saved. But yeah, that's how selfless she was. Unbelievable. The Islamic State has a track record of enslaving women, selling them in markets, and repeatedly raping them before passing them on to other fighters. Next report, ISIS publicly whips 20 women for not veiling their eyes. Now they got to veil their eyes, too. It's not enough to be fully covered. Now you got to veil your eyes. Dragged into the center of the market, the women were lashed with a whip. And these are, these are Islamic women were lashed with a whip the size of which even a large animal could not withstand. It's never going to end with, with ISIS. They, they, you can't give Satan enough to ever satisfy Satan. And this is just more, more um, evidence of that. Then we have, and these are just little mini reports, stomach-churning video shows an ISIS toddler beheading his teddy bear. The Islamic State is spreading its evil, murderous doctrine into the next generation. They indoctrinate their little children literally in the womb. They talk to them while they're in their, their, their mother's belly, instilling hate into them. I've seen the videos. Hatred of, of infidels, the Jews, Americans, everybody. So they're just brought up in pure hatred. And then we have the, the next report. Two Muslim brothers behead their teen sister and parade her head around their village in India, spreading that religion of peace and love. And then Muslims target Hindus and Buddhists in Bangkok, Thailand, bomb attack. That, that was one of the main reports, but you know it's usually downplayed when it's when it's islamic because you know it's not politically correct not to do so so then we have the next report rescued sex slaves need asylum from the islamic state reverend majid el shafi is a human's right advocate and the founder of one free world international which campaigns for the rights of persecuted minorities worldwide he spoke with clarion about his recent trip to iraq uh, and what he saw there tortured and sentenced to death in his native egypt For his conversion to Christianity, Reverend Majid knows firsthand the suffering caused by religious persecution. He recently traveled to Iraq uh, on a mission to interview and rescue Yazidi girls who had been captured by the Islamic State and sold into sex slavery. He met with many girls who had suffered all kinds of trauma. One nine-year-old girl related how she had been raped 20 times a day. Nine-year-old. gonna be a real special place in hell for a lot of these guys real special place in hell reverend majid and the one world international rescued many girls through back channels buying them out of captivity once rescued they are moved to a safe house run with a local partner organization where they can rest and begin to deal heal different girls all suffer different levels of trauma and require delicate and different approaches to healing oh i mean how sickening um, in addition to those, he rescued some 400 Yazidi girls and ha- ha- that have escaped out of an estimated uh, 7,000. I mean, this is just incomprehensible. So, continuing on here, it says many are rejected by their communities once they return. This is because the concept of honor: a girl who's been raped is regarded as tainted or damaged. The attack is not just on her, but also the perceived honor of the male members of the community. This is worse if the girl returns pregnant. Ugh, sickening. Although the abuses of the Islamic State are horrific, he highlighted that the Iranian-sponsored Shiite militias, who we've just given, you know, $150 billion, not million, billion dollars to, um, can just be as bad. He said that the Shiite militias and ISIS are two sides of the same coin, which is what I've been saying. It's, it's all Islam. It's just different degrees of evil. Reverend Majid told Clarion that it's the top priority that girls be allowed asylum into countries like the U.S. and Canada so that they can start a new life away from the community, community stigma. From But see, we, we're allowing all these terroristic Muslims, we're not even screening, okay, into the country, as we've documented. But we won't allow them in. No, we won't allow these Yuzi- poor Yazidis and the Christians. Nope. No, they need to be get over there. They need to be raped. They need to be defiled, and and they need to be beheaded and killed. Okay, we're not going to allow them any entrance into this country. Is basically what's going on here. Um, immigration lawyers and those with political connections are needed to raise awareness of the plight of these girls. In democracies, governments are obliged to listen to the concerns of their citizens. Therefore, he said, it is an incumbent upon the citizens of democracies to demand that their governments provide refuge for the Yazidi girls traumatized by ISIS and and the Christians. Once safely in their new country, these young girls have an opportunity to heal and to start their lives afresh. He's a leading voice in the fight to gain asylum for survivors of the Islamic State, sex slavery, and he will be tireless in that struggle. Uh, But he needs your help, and I give you a link here. It's One Free World International, if you want to help with that. One Free World International, but I give you the link. It's probably going to be a page... I don't know, 30 of my PDF around there. Okay, and then we have the next one, which will really make you happy. No asylum in America for Yazidi fleeing ISIS. None. Yazidi refugees in Turkey demonstrate for asylum. And here they have a little uh, demonstration. In Turkey, demonstrate for asylum ahead of a visit by the UN special, UN special, despite the thousands of Yazidis who have been displaced by the Islamic State and killed, and raped, and all that stuff, only 10 Yazidi families have received asylum in the United States. And the only reason they received it is they were like interpreters or something. It's the only reason they did. None of these families in the U.S. are related to the crisis. Um, it was only the ones that were like interpreters and stuff. Abid Sh- Shamedin, who works with the Yazidi, told Fox News. But many are still there, meaning the ones that are being Persecuted, fear for their lives. They are not given any special status. They are all treated as the same. My family has been waiting since 2012 for visas. Last year, an estimated 40,000 Yazidis were trapped on Mount Sinjar in Iraq without food. We reported on that extensively. Um, they were without, without food or water, encircled by the Islamic State forces. Many were later rescued after a U.S. bombing campaign. It's about the only thing we've done that I can see our governments permitted where any of them were got any kind of relief. They weren't brought over here, but, you know, they were given a little bit of relief there. But this was not before several thousands already died, which, you know, is is required by Satan in order to, you know, be appeased. Around 350,000 Yazidis fled to Iraq, Kurdistan, Iraqi Kurdistan, and around... 14,000 live in refugee camps in Turkey. Tracking the precise numbers and whereabouts of the refugees is very difficult because of both the scale of the problem and the chaos in the region. So, yeah, we have that. And then Orlando Airport is now to open a $250,000 Muslim prayer room so we can appease these devils a little bit more. Two hundred fifty grand of your taxpayer money at work. In the Orlando, you know how much two hundred fifty grand could help freeing these Yazidis and the and the Christians over there being persecuted, but no, we can't. No, we we just have to cave into whatever uh, Satan says. Slovakian government refuses to cave to the UN's demands because see, this is the UN too. The, the, this is a global effort to make sure as many Christians uh, are killed as possible, and people like the Yazidis and this types. But the Slovakian government refuses to cave to the UN demands to take in Muslims, says they will only take in persecuted Christians. Wow, some righteousness actually for a change. The Slovakian government will now be accepting Christians who are persecuted by Muslims. The UN is telling Slovakia that they must as well take in Muslims. Obviously because the Muslims are being so persecuted, you know. But Slovakia is firmly responding, we will only take Christians. Well, God bless them. Babar Balak, of Central Europe, spokesman for the UN's Refugee Agency, or in other words, Satan, said, resettlement is greatly needed for many refugees who who are at extreme risk among the world's most vulnerable groups. Yeah, like the Muslims? Are you kidding me? We encourage governments to take an inclusive approach while considering refugees for resettlement and should not base their selection on discrimination. The Christians have been... And the Yazidis have been more discriminated against more than any other group worldwide. Period, and they have the audacity to make this satanic statement. But Slovakia is still sticking with what it wants, and that is what per, and that is persecuted Christians. There are so many Christians suffering in Pakistan. Uh, this is the actual. This is another group that's helping persecuted christians there are so many christians suffering in pakistan help us to rescue christians from the islamic persecution click here to make a donation that will save christians lives from muslim terrorists now i can't vet all these but there are groups out there that are doing this okay and here's another link for that so um try to get as much word out on this as i can here and then here's a petition to stop isis's genocide of christians this is from uh the ACLJ. um uh, J. Sekolo's organization. ISIS is brutal beyond words. It is beheading, raping, and selling Christians. Hundreds of thousands of Christians have been forced to flee or die, to abandon their lives, or allow their children to be sold as sex slaves. But where can they run? For more than a year, ISIS's jihadist army has been on a bloody rampage, profiting from genocide, tracking down Christians for sale and slaughter. It kidnaps Christians, it massacres Christians, and and people like the Yazidis as well. Christians are dying every day. At the ACLJ, we've been aggressively working in Congress and through our global offices, including the region, to defend persecuted Christians. We're leading the charge. Uh, Unless we defeat and destroy ISIS, Christians in the region will be exterminated. Take action with us to help stop the genocide today. Petition to stop ISIS's genocide of Christians, and I give you a link there to that and the resources that they have so we have that okay and I'm trying to get some proactive things that that we can do now this video here I'm gonna play is um, black modern-day slavery It's entitled black modern-day slavery was started by Islam in Africa and was at least 19 times worse than the American black slave trade ever was fact they enabled the american slave trade to happen the muslims this is a real eye opening interview here now it's not the most best audio quality but hopefully you'll be able to hear this i give you the link to the full presentation if you want to watch it and i wanted to go over this because I, to me this is this is just super important to understand what is the roots of the modern day black slave trade
1: Islam and slavery Islam institutionalized slavery. Muhammad began to take slaves after he moved to Medina and had power. Slaves were usually taken in raids on nearby Arab tribes or were either through offensive or defensive actions. Islam allows the taking of slaves as booty or reward for fighting. This has led to numerous jihads by Muslim states and tribes to attack other non-Muslim groups and obtain slaves. Islamic jurisprudence laid down regulations for the proper treatment of slaves. However, abuses have occurred throughout history. Muslims were enslaving black Africans long before any slave ship sailed for the New World. Muslims... Please bear that
0: in mind. Every black person in America needs to hear that. Muslims were enslaving black Africans long before any slaves, slave ships sailed for the new world. They were the ones that started the whole thing. Were
1: taking and making slaves all over the lands they had conquered. Later, when slave ships were loaded with black slaves, often a Muslim slave broker had the human cargo all ready to go. American slavers rarely had to go into England to capture slaves. They were already waiting there, courtesy of some Muslim ruler and or slave broker. In many cases, if the black slaves were not sent to the New World, they were sent to the Mideast to be enslaved by Arabs or kept by other black Muslims as slaves.
0: But the proportion, as you're going to see in this, I believe it was about a 95% of um, ratio of about only 5% of the total black slave trade, which was totally enabled by the Muslims of that black slave trade coming to America, only about 5% of that was American, going going to America. But even then, the Muslims enabled that to ever happen. Islam and slavery. I must admit that I, too among hundreds of millions of educated people, was under the
2: impression that the African slave trade was the sole responsibility of the Christian Europeans, the white race. That is, until I started exploring the subject in greater depth, and especially after reading an incredibly enlightening book called
3: The Legacy of Arab Islam in Africa by John Alambilla Azuma. My whole perspective and understanding has changed dramatically, and I would like you to tell us more about this subject. The success of Mohammedan Islam in deceiving, misinforming, deforming, and contorting both history and reality over a period of almost 1400 years has been astounding, that is, until now. The greatest strategy about this particular subject is that most of the descendants of African slavery, the black people in the Americas, around the world, as well as among the African blacks, are totally ignorant of the actual facts. Before we lose the concentration of our listeners, I would like to make the following statement and then prove it. That the worst, most inhumane, and most diabolical institution of the black African slave trade was initiated, refined, perpetrated, and implemented by the Mohammedan Arabs and later aided and abetted by the black converts to Mohammedan Islam. I predict that, as usual...
0: I've told you in in times... That's why I think it's so... um, Ironic that in the black prison system, the blacks have no clue who are converting to Islam that how their race was treated by Islam from the very earliest times. They were viewed as, as dogs and cattle. Okay, I really believe the only reason there's even black Muslims to this day is because the, the, the Middle Eastern Arab. Um, Muslims tolerate it and, and use them for their purposes just like they're going to use them in the coming race war in America but they don't, they, they don't view them on equal footing they can say they do but they don't and they still don't to this day
3: the two subcultures those of denial of facts and of political correctness will attack us without once disproving a single statement and or conclusion that we make Slavery was not created by the white races because it has existed throughout human history and practiced by every tribe, culture, civilization, racial group, and religion. In fact, the very word slavery has its root in the name Slav, based upon the Slavic peoples of Europe who were subjugated by other Europeans. It is not common knowledge that the Arabic word Abd is synonymous with the meaning of slave. For example, Abdullah means literally the slave of Allah. And that in the language of the Arabs, all black peoples are called Abid, plural, for slaves. What so that's what they were called as slaves.
0: All black people in the Middle East. Okay, That's how they were referred to as just slaves. That, that was the level they were on collectively.
3: Much has been written concerning the transatlantic slave trade. Surprisingly, little attention has been paid to the Islamic slave trade across the Sahara, the Red Sea, and the Indian
0: Ocean. So in other words, all this disproportionate amount of focus in order to shame all whites living particularly in America has been focused on the Atlantic slave trade, which was actually about 5% of the total slave trade that we're talking about coming out of Africa. 95 other percent was all the Islamic, and even that 5% was enabled by the Islamic races. Yet that's not talked about. It's all about white shame of you were your ancestors were slaveholders and this and that in order to just you know that whole narrative you know so i'm just pointing that out this is what is emphasized and what is de-emphasized is the muslim part of it
3: while the european involvement in the african transatlantic slave trade to the Americas lasted for just over three centuries the Arab involvement in the African slave trade has lasted 14 centuries.
0: Okay, so we had three centuries of, of uh, the transatlantic slaves that we would traditionally think of of the slave trade into, um, well, America, but I imagine it would be all, also a lot of other places. And then the 14 centuries of the Muslim slave trade, okay, in comparison.
3: And in some parts of the Mohammedan world, it's still continuing to this day.
0: Absolutely. The birth
3: of Muhammadan Islam and its conquests brought about the birth of institutionalized, systematized, and religiously sanctioned slave trade on a massive and global scale. In fact, the Quran allows the taking of slaves as booty or reward for wars of aggression against any and all unbelievers, most of the human population. This has led to an enormous number of so-called holy wars, jihad in Arabic. There was and is absolutely nothing holy about these wars which are primarily to plunder, slaughter, rape, subjugate and rob other human beings of their wealth, produce, freedom and dignity. Muhammadan Muslim states and tribes attacked other non-Muslim groups to achieve these objectives. Although Islamic jurisprudence laid down Regulations for the treatment of slaves, however, incredible and heinous abuses have occurred throughout the history of Muhammad and Islam. By the Middle Ages, the Arabic word abid was in general used to denote a black slave, while the word mamluk referred to a white slave. Ibn Khaldun, 1332-1406, the preeminent Islamic medieval historian and social thinker wrote, the Negro nations are, as a rule, submissive to slavery because they have attributes that are quite similar to dumb animals. It should also be noted that black slaves were castrated based on the assumption that the blacks had an ungovernable sexual appetite. When the Fatimid Caliphate came to power in Egypt, they slaughtered all the tens of thousands of black military slaves and raised an entirely new slave army. Some of these slaves were conscripted into the army at age 10. From Persia to Egypt to Morocco, slave armies from 30,000 to up to 250,000 became commonplace. The Islamic slave trade took place across the Sahara Desert, from the coast of the Red Sea, and from East Africa across the Indian Ocean. The trans-Sahara trade was conducted along six major slave routes. Just in the 19th century, For which we have more accurate records, 1.2 million slaves were brought across the Sahara into the Middle East, as well as a further 450,000 down the Red Sea and 442,000 from the East African coastal ports. That is a total of 2 million black slaves just in the 1800s. At least 8 million more were calculated to have died before reaching the Muslim slave markets. A 8
0: million died before they even reached the Muslim slave trade markets. The atrocities the Muslims committed against the black races is so far beyond anything that the white man ever did. It, you can't even remotely compare the two regarding Africa. Because this has been going on was 14 centuries. The Muslim black slave trade. So it's just really good to have this perspective. Now, I'm not making light of, 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 the, of the slaves that were brought over here on slave ships to me. I'm not making light of that. I'm saying, why isn't this part ever covered, though? Which was so much worse from a statistical standpoint than what certain, a certain few in America ever did because collectively you can't blame that collectively on everybody in america that was here at the time because most of them had nothing to do with it
3: of the islamic slave trade to the american slave trade reveals some extremely interesting contrasts While two out of every three slaves shipped across the atlantic were men the proportions were reversed in the islamic slave trade Two women for every man were enslaved by the muslims while the mortality rate of slaves being transported across the Atlantic was as high as 10%. The percentage of slaves dying in transit into the Trans Sahara and East African slave market was a staggering 80 to 90%. 80 to 90% died. That's how, that's how little
0: they viewed them, I guess, as far as worth. 80 to 90% died in, in the Muslim transport of slaves. I mean, I, where is this in the history books?
3: While almost all the slaves shipped across the Atlantic were for agricultural work, most of the slaves destined for the Muslim Middle East were for sexual exploitation as concubines in harems and for military service. So while we were, were shipping
0: primarily black men over for agricultural work, they liked the women and they had the slaves as the women for sexual concubines because Islam has always been such a debased degenerate bunch of maggots essentially that do this and do this to women and they've been doing it for centuries
3: while many children were born to the slaves in the Americas the millions of their descendants are citizens in Brazil and the United States of today very few descendants of the slaves that ended up in the Middle East survived while most slaves who went to the Americas could marry and have families most of the male slaves destined for the Middle East were castrated, and most of the children born to the women were killed at birth. It is
0: so, I mean, it, it was infinitely worse to be a black slave in Muslim hands in those 14th centuries than it would have been to be an American slave, is the point he's making here.
3: estimated that possibly as many as 11 million Africans were transported across the Atlantic, 95% of which went to South and Central America, mainly to Portuguese, Spanish, and French possessions.
0: Okay, so 95% of the of the slaves that went across the Atlantic went to, to Brazil and South America. 95%. Well, that means what, only 5% came here? And yet that's all you hear about in the history books.
3: Only 5% of the slaves ended up in what we call the United States today. However, a minimum of 28 million Africans were enslaved in the Muslim Middle East. Since at least 80% of those captured by Muslim slave traders were calculated to have died before reaching the slave markets, it is believed that the death toll from 1,400 years of Arab and Muslim slave raids into Africa could have been as high as 112 millions. 112
0: million just died. I mean...
3: Added to the number of those sold... In the slave markets, the total number of African victims of the Trans-Saharan and East African slave trade could be significantly higher than 140 million people. What is obscene about this whole subject is the Mohammedan Muslim and Arab culture of denial regarding their complicity in the African slave trade as well as the ignorance of black Muslims. About the reality of their past and present conditions,
0: and, and again, this is why I find it so amazing that these these black Muslims in the prison system are yoking up with Islam. Because if they knew the history, if they knew, I mean, all blacks in America need to know this. They really do, because I mean, th- this is you, you talk about you talk about racism. I mean, this this goes so far beyond racism; it's it's not even funny.
3: The statistics and reports above are based upon the logbooks kept at the African slave ports, ship logs, travelers' reports, eyewitness accounts, etc. Ladies and gentlemen, the facts and reality of Mohammedan Islam's complicity in the slave trade and their inhuman depravity are infinitely more devastating, more staggering, and more incomprehensible.
0: Then all the nightmare fictions in the Sudan, Sudan, Africa's largest country, is ruled by Arab-Muslim domination. The last 50 years have been plagued by civil war and genocide waged by the Islamic Sudan government. What you're about to see is a condensed version of My Slave, My Infidel, a one-hour documentary that focuses on slavery as a weapon of war utilized by the Sudan government. The story investigates the politics of slavery and is drawn into the vortex of human bondage. We witness slave liberations and the shocking aftermath of government bombings. This journey began in 2004 with the liberation of 374 slaves from Arab masters.
4: Centuries, Sudanese Arabs have been taking the black tribal people from Sudan as slaves for their personal use, as well as exporting them to the Middle East and beyond.
0: This is for centuries, and this still is going on against the black races in Africa. Where is the where is the outrage? Alu was the god of the local pagan.
4: People from Sudan as slaves for their personal use as well as exporting them to the Middle East and beyond. Today this practice continues under the approving eye of Sudanese President Omar al-Bashir. The uh, Sudanese military and its agents, militias that it armed, were the ones carrying out the slaves, the slave raids, and they used government transport, a train, To help bring these troops in and, in some cases, carry the slaves back en masse to the north. There's.
0: And a ton of these are black Christian Sudanese slaves that they're in reference to here. Sudan is just a horrific place.
4: Uh, Plenty of evidence that this uh, crime against humanity was done with the assistance and um, under the direction. Of the Sudanese government,
3: they've been they've been part of this slavery regime. They weren't naive about it. They weren't um, uh, ignorant that this slavery was going on. Um, it suited their purposes. It was only when we came to this
5: area in the borderlands with, uh, between northern and southern Sudan that we uh, saw the devastation of the slave raid for the first time and encountered people who had been enslaved and who had either escaped or their families had redeemed them. Uh, from bondage, local community leaders uh, here have given estimates uh, that would suggest that over 200,000 have been enslaved over a 20-year uh, over 20-year period.
4: The thought of human beings for sale moved me to taking action. As a filmmaker, I wanted to expose the atrocities and give a voice to those who have none.
3: The most shocking thing happened to me. A small
0: child was slaughtered and the head severed from the body. This is a translation. He's talking and we're translating it into English. The Arabs forced me to carry the head. For five days, I was forced to carry that head even though it
2: had started to decompose and produce a strong stench. On the fifth day, they told me to throw the head by the wayside and to set it on fire. Although I became a slave and worked night and day herding the master's cattle, I think that all the bodily pain and suffering was less heavy on my spirit than the carrying of the head of the dead child. My master was called Hassan Abdul Rahman from Lagawa. A lot of Dinka tribesmen have remained behind as slaves of the Arabs.
0: I hope that those who brought us back to Dinka territory can also do something to bring them back, too. I mean, these Muslims, they're just so cold-blooded. They're so evil. They're so devoid of compassion and and any type of of human attribute. And this is just par for the course. This is Islam. You know, and this is the face of Islam I really am striving to to set for because this is the true face of Islam. There is nothing good. There is nothing good about Islam. At best, it's a facade of anything it would present as good. It is pure evil. In
4: 2004, I first traveled to Sudan to participate in slave liberations with human rights workers from Christian Solidarity International, a Swiss organization. These slaves are people with hopes and dreams. Even those who were born into slavery knew that they were meant to be free.
3: A welcome to your home. John, John Ivan.
4: Once I came face to face with these individual slaves, I immediately connected with them and I knew that I had to make this documentary.
3: How many men did this her? How many men actually caught her and cut her throat? There are four
0: men. This poor girl sitting there, and her throat was cut, and it's so scarred it almost looks like she's wearing a turtleneck sweater. I don't know how she lived, but they—I guess four men were raping her, cut her throat. They're all all Muslims, and, and this poor thing sitting there giving her story. I mean, it's just so incomprehensible the brutality that that is Islam.
3: I was taken down and I was raped at the same time.
0: So she was taken down and raped.
3: Uh, yeah. When I mean, they cut her throat and then raped her, uh, she, uh, when she becomes unconscious, caught my hand and legs, and uh, one, of, one of them came with a knife. So
0: I don't know whether they were raping her as they cut her throat, or, I mean... <laughs> it, You can't even comprehend this. They're just showing footage of over there. There are many more slaves. Today,
4: there may be over 100,000 slaves in Sudan still in captivity, and more slaves are being captured from the Darfur genocide. Just like the genocide in Nazi Germany, many nations in the world refuse to acknowledge that slavery exists and therefore refuse to liberate them. These slaves have disappeared and remain hidden in the darkness.
1: Uh, I wish that more organizations uh, would get involved and take away from us this big burden of responsibility. We have mentioned it to other organizations that we are doing this and that we would like them to get involved and assist CSI in this work, but to no avail. Yes, and in the absence of any other organizations, we will carry on, and our president has said repeatedly, we will carry on until the last slave is freed.
0: Godspeed. God bless him.
4: My Slave, My Infidel is a one-hour documentary film I have produced in order to show you their faces,
0: tell you... In other words, that's how a Muslim would view them. My Slave, My Infidel. They're a slave, they're a non-believer in Islam, they're My Infidel.
4: their names, share their stories, and allow you to hear their cry for help.
0: My Slave, My Infidel is a production of Alpha Management Group. Um, and I imagine if you just key in My Slave, My Infidel, you can hopefully find it on on the um, internet. But they give her email address here and a number, Cindy Castano, regarding that. Yeah, I think we have a little bit more to go here. Sorry, there's kind of a lull here in the middle. Christian boys kidnapped from the villages are confined
2: to an Islamic school where they are made to study the Arabic language and memorize the entire Koran. So this is how they're brainwashed once they're kidnapped as, as boys. ...prayers before dawn and studying until the late hours of the night, they are indoctrinated into the strict teachings of the Islamic faith. Those who refuse to cooperate are beaten and chained until they improve their studies. Those who refuse to cooperate are beaten and chained until they improve their studies.
3: They must give up playing. Playing is harmful.
0: They must give up playing. Playing is harmful.
3: It doesn't allow them time to study.
0: No, it doesn't allow them time to get brainwashed in the, in the satanic ways of Allah. Anyone who
3: misbehaves, he's so that he doesn't play anymore. So
0: anyone that misbehaves is whipped so he doesn't... This is a guy, this is an Islamic headmaster at one of these brainwashing centers that where they kidnap the Islamic little black boys and bring him into and brainwash him.
3: When his see him being whipped,
0: he
3: will stop playing and become afraid. The Qur'an is difficult. If they do not work hard, they will not be able to memorize it
0: all. A lot of the footage that we have received
5: from these nations, some in Sudan, show uh, young boys being beaten, uh, show them chained, walking down these dusty paths around the school compound with chains. In one school, they have to write on a small board that they carry with them the uh, Qur'anic verses and then wash this board and drink the water. And their teachers tell them that drinking this water causes them or helps them to memorize this faster. Ah. And their teachers tell them
0: that drinking this water causes them or helps them to memorize this faster. Okay, so did you catch that? They have to write on this board, verses in the Quran, and then they wash it off into this filthy trough of water, and then they have to drink the water, because that's evidently a really good memorization tool. Young girls have also been kidnapped and sold as concubines,
2: or given over to the sexual pleasures of the Islamic soldiers. Young girls have also been kidnapped and sold as concubines, or given over to the sexual pleasures of the Islamic soldiers. See,
0: I'm not exaggerating, everyone. I mean, this is this is just going on all over the planet. This type of wicked, evil behavior, and Islam just gets a free pass—totally free pass. All this satanic behavior. Can't say nothing against them. You know, they're disarming our. <laughs> Our, 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 our troops over here on our soil can't do nothing to you know, flee, um, you know, don't shoot back, run from them, zigzag if necessary. I mean, it, it, this is absolute, total insanity.
2: Girls as young as nine have been repeatedly violated. Tens of thousands of children have disappeared, hidden away by... Ra- Muhammad's
0: wife, Muhammad's wife, Aisha, was the same age, nine, well... He married her at six, and supposedly consummated the marriage at nine. Now, I, I, I gotta believe he had. um, He did a whole bunch of stuff before that. I mean, look at these people. Would you put anything past any of them? And he was the fountainhead for wickedness for this whole movement. Radical Muslims seeking to create a new generation void
2: of any Christian faith. That's the goal. Christian men who refuse to submit to the Islamic movement have been imprisoned, beaten, and oftentimes mutilated. Others have been hung, nailed to trees, or drowned in the River Nile.
0: Yeah. That's Islam. That's Islam for you. Just good people. Everywhere you turn. Everywhere you turn. Now here's the new Glenn Beck thing. Today
5: we release a book that is not controversial with those members of ISIS. No. This book will not become... They would read this book cover to cover and say, Yep because this is not my opinion this is these are the words from the quran and from the hadith thomas jefferson thought that every american should read the quran when we were at war with the barbary pirates he thought everybody should read the quran and many americans did it was actually a very popular book at the time when i realized that i realized we are a different nation because who do you know that has read the Quran? The Quran's for sale. Is it on the, is it on the top 1,000
0: books in America? <laughs> so what we did... What well, if they keep letting Muslims in, it probably will be.
5: ...as we tried to make it digestible for the average person. Because unless you know what it says... You can't make the decision, and you will be played every step of the way. The politicians will tell you that this is, this is not about Islam. I'm here to tell you that ISIS is the uber-Islamic worshiper. They are the ones who believe it 100%. Absolutely. They're the ones who are checking with the imams and the clerics and saying, "Is it okay that I rape her?" Yes, it is.
0: I've, so I've said for years, the ones, the most radical elements of Islam, are the ones that are being the most true to the Quran. They are the ones that are being the most fundamental to the Black Death cult of Islam, like a fundamental Christian. Christian, okay, they're they're they're. Living by the fundamental tenets of the word of God. Well, ISIS is being the most fundamental to the faith of the Quran, of any other Islamic sect out there. Showing you the depravity of that, that cult. It is about Islam.
5: It was pointed out to me yesterday that on the title page, there's usually other names underneath mine, because I always give credit to those people who helped on the book. And we had really, really good researchers on this book. No one wanted their name on this book.
4: <laughs>
5: Not that they disagreed with it.
0: They just know what it means. So do I. So that, that in other words, you put your name on that book don't be surprised if you don't end up with your head chopped off even if it's true 100 percent true about islam they don't care truth does not matter anything that portrays islam in a negative light even if it's right from their own unholy satanic texts they're coming after you so glenn beck better um you know beef up his bodyguards because I don't believe he has protection from God so much being a Mormon and all of the other questionable things uh, about him regarding that. Pray to God he gets saved, I do but he's not gonna he's not gonna get entrance in heaven with Mormon tenants trusting in that works based death cult.
5: And I believe this book need needed to be printed because these things needed to be said need to be said need to be heard, need to be spoken out in the public sphere. And I'm not talking about I, I'm not I'm not doing a uh, uh, a cartoon contest, and none of this is my opinion. I want you to know the facts. And quite honestly, I don't know if we continue to go down the road that we're going down. and that is, just by dismissing the Islamic threat. (laughs) We will not be able to publish a book like this.
0: I don't know if you could publish this book in Canada. That's why I've always said, speak out, scream from the mountaintops while you can, because the night is coming, as Jesus Christ said, when no man can work. We are losing our First Amendment rights, and quite honestly,
5: we're losing our mind. I made this book as cheap as I could. It is, uh, what, 250 pages long. It's paperback. The last, let's see, 50, 70 pages are all footnotes, so you don't have to take my word for it. And again, it is not an opinion book. But the stuff in here will take you all the way from what are they saying today, how, are they, how can they possibly think they can get away with this, to what they believe the future is, to what their actual plans are for America, in their own words. I made this as cheap as I could because I think everybody in this audience should read it. Everybody in this audience should have this because this is the fight of the future. This is not going to go away. The only way this goes away is total defeat. Amen. We might be able to make this go away for a hundred years. I don't think so. I think Europe is on the brink of extinction.
0: Well, and again, the world governments are doing everything on in their power, to make sure the floodgates of Islam are open. It's being protected. They're bringing in these illegal alien Muslims. They're not vetting them. They're making sure they're getting established in their terror cells. Set up for when they're greenlighted all across the planet. To co- to just wage absolute total hell on earth. Their unholy jihad. holy Unholy war against the infidels.
5: The European and the Western way of life is on the verge of extinction. I've told you recently, I believe we all have to stand up and have our voices heard. We all have to stand up now and raise our hand and be counted. I want my children and my grandchildren to know their dad stood up against this evil. And that's what this is. When you can have women come to Washington and testify, come to the Iraqi parliament and testify and cry out, literally cry out, help us. One of the most disturbing things I've ever seen was last night on television. We played a Yazidi woman in the Iraqi parliament, and they were trying to shut her down, and she was begging. She said, please I am, I am calling out to all humans. This isn't a religious thing. This is a humanity issue. Please. Don't you know what they're doing to our women? Please
0: help us. I mean, look at what we just looked at. Strapping an 11-year-old sex slave who's repeatedly raped every day onto the hood of his Humvee while he goes into battle and how they're they're telling them they're praying before and after they're they're getting raped and all of this religious garbage veneer all of this justification i mean the women are being abused you know overall they're the they're the worst sufferers under islam and nobody's doing anything nobody is
5: doing anything because we want to live in this comfortable little world and i get it what can I do? The first thing you can do is be brave enough to speak the truth. But to speak it without malice, to speak it without opinion, to speak it without hyperbole, just to speak the truth is an act of bravery in today's world. As we were going through and doing the research on this book, well, what are the best books on Mohammed? Uh, I don't know. There's not a lot of them. Why aren't there books on Muhammad? Do you know anybody who has influenced the world as much as Muhammad has? You could name them on one hand for centuries.
0: In an evil way.
5: And he was foretold. It's in the Bible. That he, that his seed, his his children his, or, you know, his lineage,
0: Ishmael. I'm assuming
5: will overturn the world. Why aren't there books about him? Because they'll kill you. I would ask, even if you read it at a library, I would ask that you would read this book. I'm not doing this for money. If I was doing it for shock value, I would have put a lot of things in there about Mohammed that I couldn't verify, but I think were probably right, but I didn't put them in. Because I'm not doing this for shock value. I'm not doing this for money. I'm doing this for truth. I'm doing this so somebody says it. And there's record of it.
0: So that's um, all I have for today. We're already into part five. And um, I wasn't really... I've still got quite a bit more to go. But what I've got is probably another oof at least two to three parts oh if not more <laughs> yeah in fact it might be uh, probably three bare minimum so i'm already at five parts for today so i'll probably try to to um do the rest of this next week and with the way things are developing uh from a news standpoint i don't even know if i'll be able to get to the to the material I already have locked and loaded, and, and there's so much more I want to do even beyond that. Um, so that's all we have for today. Um, let's go ahead and we'll, we'll close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day and this time you've given us, Lord, and and um, Lord, you see all these things that that we've we, we cover and we've covered today, Lord, and all of the this just overtly nefarious, evil, satanic plans that are set in motion, Lord. I I pray, God, for your remnant. I pray for the innocent, Lord. I pray for those that cannot protect themselves and the the unborn babies in the womb, Lord, and and all of these these women and, and these men worldwide, God, that are being persecuted through radical Islam. I just pray, God, you bless them. I pray to God you deliver them. In the name of Jesus Christ, wherever persecution is happening on a worldwide basis, and most of all, I pray you save their souls if they're not saved, Lord. And that, Lord, if if they, if it's your will not to deliver them, that you give them the courage to endure to the end, Lord, and, and that they would be bold witnesses for you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over them. I pray your angels encamp around about them, and you deliver them, Lord God. Deliver your remnant. I pray to God for your divine foreknowledge and providence, and guidance and direction in the days and times ahead, and provision, Lord, for those that, that may not be prepared from a physical standpoint, that you you give them that provision that they need, Lord. Um, I pray, God, that you forgive us for any and all sins we have committed as we forgive those who have sinned against us, and the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer, and that you cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us. And we pray, I pray, Lord, that the Lord Jesus Christ would be glorified through your remnant. You would expand your remnant. that many would be saved as a result of what you would do through them. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.